0: Everyone, this is Adrian from People's Church and I'm back for another psalm, so to, today we're going to be looking at Psalm 4, Our Greatest Treasure. So Psalm 4 is not written for a specific occasion, um, just like many other psalms, it's helping direct the people of God. Now this one is specifically looking at the fact that we, as God's people, truly just need one thing, and that is the Lord. The Lord is the one that we truly need in our lives. And so, let's take a time to read the actual passage. So, let me just Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have given me relief when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O man, how long shall my honor be turned into shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Salah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your heart, on your beds and be silent. Offer right sacrifices, and put your trust in the Lord. There are many who say, Who will show us some good? Lift up lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when they have when their grain and wine abound. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So it starts off with David praying to God. And he's directing this prayer to the child of men. Now, the child of men are essentially just human beings, coming from other human beings, who deal with brokenness, the human brokenness that we all have. And he's asking to God on behalf of, on on behalf of these people, that they may listen, that they may hear what he has to say and then forbear. So in other words, he's asking God that these people will, um, that God will give him a generous audience and that they will answer in peace. Now, God is pleased when we pray, when we turn to him in prayer. And he wants to listen to a request. And he's happy and pleased to even respond to a request. Um, But we're always to come with the mindset that this is done out of mercy to us. So we're not entitled to any of the things that we ask God. Now, David is pointing in the prayer to God's righteousness. And this is just to remind us that really God is the one who justifies that. God is the one who will pass judgment when you're facing something difficult, when you're facing someone who's attacking you. Well, the Lord is the one who's going to pass judgment. Um, And then he also points to the fact that God is the one who enlarges our hearts to receive a holy joy and to find comfort even in times of distress. Now, David is looking to a group of people in verses 2 uh, that are strangers to God. So these people are not with God. And what he is trying to convey is a sense of, of, of wisdom that will, um, that will convict them and then hopefully convert them to come to God. And so God, through the psalmist, is reasoning with sinners to, to bring them to repentance. Now, the words that we see, uh, vain and, and and vain words and then lies, these are the things that these people are seeking are associated with idols in the Old Testament. And these idols would be temptations like positions and things of power and and yeah, things that they would see. Um, and for example, for us, the things that we could idolize that are like our jobs, our careers, money, or relationships. And so in verses three, He's now showing them that actually they've been given reason, that they have the ability to think, and that this ability should make them realize that they're acting in a very irrational way. It's it's like they're being offered two things, right? They're being offered a feast and then they're being uh, and then they're being offered a, an old leftover that has been, you know, rotting for five days. Well, I don't think that well or, or just like something that they really like, but that has been there for five days. Well, well, the obvious choice is to go to the feast, um, and this is something that we also ought to try to do. Now, sinners dishonor God. This is pretty obvious, and they do it through their actions. Um, and, and we do this because, because we're also sinners. We we do this because in a sense we are vain. We we seek lies and, 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 and love things that are, are not completely um that are not that are not like as amazing as God. So let me explain myself. We we put our focus on the things that we can see. We we have uh, a desire for things that we have around us and so we kinda lose sight. Of what is actually important. Um, what is said of of people who are vain is that they they seek things that are of the world. Um, that they they pursue. They put their minds on, on things that are beneath, beneath like who God is. And, and and so we all struggle with this to some extent, yeah. Now the response that that is given to this kind of issue um, is that to not fall into that. Um, well, the, first of all, the, 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 the people who, who would avoid this would be shown favor. Those who would pursue God, those who would be close to God, those who would look to God and be considered good would receive favor from God. That if, if you're not living a life of vanity but you're trying to focus your attention on God, that you're receiving protection from Him, that you're privileged because you're receiving so much from God and you have a special place as one of his people. So this is what he's saying to people who are pursuing things that are from this world and and just looking to what's in front of them. He's saying, well, no, 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 like, why are you limiting yourself to this? There's way better and this is God. God is way better. Now, we have Jesus and so that's why we, um, although we're not necessarily good, we're not good, we're sinners, we are considered good because of the sacrifice that he did on the cross. Um, The other thing is that these people, or even us in this case, um, we would be protected um, from from attacks from people. So so people would attack us um, and hinder the work that we're trying to do, which is to glorify God and to serve His kingdom. And, and so they would be hindering God's work. And so they would receive ju- judgment from God because they're going against God. And then we go to verse 4, where David is warning um, warning us against sin. So it is very easy to fall into anger, and anger is not necessarily a sin. It is not. But what comes after anger, what, what, the, the reaction to anger, that is sin. And so he's just warning people not to fall into that. Um, so to, to fall into resentment or hatred, well, that's that's the part that is sin. And he does that by exhorting them um, both in, in fear and also in reason. So he's trying to bring fear to those who, who would potentially let their anger consume them. And then also reason so that they don't fall into the traps. Um, and so, the way to not fall into sin um, is, is to be more in awe with God. To, because the, the more in awe you are with the Lord, the less you're going to be tempted to disobey Him. And also constantly be checking our hearts. This is something else that we should be always doing. Because we can definitely be looking perfectly outside. Well, not perfect, but we can look like we're doing good outside, but if our hearts are not uh, representative of what we're doing outside, then then there's really nothing really happening. It's not really good. And so in verses 6 to 7, David is showing us that sometimes we have a tendency to focus too much in what we can see again because we put our treasures on the things of the world um, and then we see a lot of evil and, and things around them, then it can seem very hopeless. But the reality is that no, because there's way more that is happening that we don't necessarily see. Truly, there is only one who can give us joy and that is God. And the source of idolatry actually is, is the things that we can see so, so anything that is around us, like you know again, I say again, the money, uh, relationships, those are the things that we can treat like gods. Uh, in the, in, in, ancient, like, in ancient times, like communities would worship the sun because they would see that the sun would be there and they would give the, like, it would help their plants grow and then bear fruit. So they would just worship the sun because that's what they could see. And, 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 and that's the thing is that people are not necessarily looking for bad things in the sense that they're trying to look for their own good. And so um, they're just aiming for something too small, like, you know, aiming for, 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 for us, for example, aiming for a good job, aiming for, for security. Like, these are all good things, but God is above all these things, and God can provide all these things. And he does, he does promise us, like, uh, maybe not in this world, but he promises a life of security, a life of, of, well, salvation, a life with him. Um, And so as saints, we are called to seek God's favor. That should be our main, um, the main thing that we're seeking in life. That is our main good now the, the the psalm goes into a time again of prayer where david is asking god to shine his like to to bring his face to shine his face upon him and this is just a reminder that god's light is with us always and so because of this because of this we can we can live a life without worry because we know that our treasure is not in this world, that the things that are important are not in this world. And so when it ends and says like he sleeps peacefully, it's because, yeah, we can live knowing that God is taking care of us, that God is the one that is the ultimate treasure, that he's the ultimate one that we need in our lives. So let's take a time of prayer. Thank you, Father God, just for just how wonderful you are and how present you are. Thank you so much, Lord, for... Yeah, being the most awesome being, Lord, and for the mercy that you show us, Lord. That we sometimes don't realize how fortunate we are to have a relationship with you, Lord. To know you, to experience your love. And so I ask, Father God, that more and more we may keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. That we may not seek the things around us that uh, that maybe cause us some level of pleasure lord like like you know just the comforting things that we, that we can have around us lord that but that we may always look to you lord because we know father god that you are our greatest provider and that you truly are the one that we depend on that we rely on we pray this in your mighty name jesus amen